0: I once knew this brother who I thought was cool with me Chilled out together, even went to school with me Flying nigga, my ace boom coon We used to low ride together Shot dice in the back room you want trouble, what trouble you found. Cause we dish you, then issue the critical beat down. He needed money, I would always come through. Needed a car, he could use mine too. But busted out on the street, people say he was ripping. Calling me a sucker, talking about how foul I'm living. Someone heard him popping that shit last week for some pussy from some big butt freak. Saying I'm his work, I was on his dick. Talking that crazy old weak ass shit. And after all of that, she still walked away. How you gonna dish your boy to get some play? And when I stepped to him about it, he said who snitched? Yo, how did he go out? He, he went out like, out like a bitch. bitch! So ladies, we just ain't talking about you, cause some of y'all niggas is bitches too. What up,
1: what up, what up, what up? What up, what up, what up, what up, easy? What's up, bro? What's up? What's up, Don? How you
0: living, fam? Great. I don't know That's what. Good. I don't know what episode we on, but
1: we we done did a lot of them. This real spit with Don Thompson. We back. We got some special guests with us today. I got a, uh, a couple of my uh, my peeps. I got my boy Rod here. What's up, hot Rod? What's
2: going on? world?
1: I got my I got my little brother on the phone. I got my little brother on the line. What's up, Mister Will?
0: How you doing, man?
1: What's going on? Hey, we're going to have some real discussions today about the definition of a real nigga. The definition of a real nigga. And, you know, we get loose sometimes. Easy. <laughs> we get you know, we get loose sometimes. We, we be having some differences of opinion. It's cool. But as we get older as men, we can at least talk our differences, if we have any, and, and move forward. Right. And that's what this is all about. Um, we want to get we want to get some understanding, Absolutely. some understanding. Um, easy. I'm gonna start with you first. Um, tell me a little bit about your background. Where you from? Um, what you do and all that.
0: All I right, born and raised in Waukegan, Illinois. Uh, considered in the Chicago area. Served in the military for men in the Air Force. Um, right now, I'm in education. I'm a program coordinator, and I do, uh, I create curriculum, resources, training for teachers. That's where I'm at now.
1: Square-ass nigga.
0: (laughs) Rodney.
2: What's up? Tell me about yourself, Hot Rod. Man, uh, born and raised in North Chicago. Been here pretty much all my life, except when I went to school. Graduated from high school, went off to Houston. Came back about a year. I had a buddy that got killed. Depressed, kind of angry at the world, mm-hmm. so I ain't never go back, which I probably should've, but I didn't. But uh, been barber for over thirty years, you know been in the streets, and mm-hmm. did a lot of stuff in my life. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff I ain't proud of, but hey, it is what it is. Right, know? right.
1: You uh, you ever had any affiliations in the street?
2: Oh yeah. Who? You know, who Blackstone. Part- Blackstone. So yes, you ever go to a joint once? Okay, it took me one time to go and I ain't never go back. You never went back. That's dope. Never went back. That's dope. Wasn't no place for me, man. Okay, okay.
1: Well,
0: what's going on?
1: How do I know you, man?
0: Oh man, you my big bro. All
1: right, tell me a little bit about yourself. All that.
0: Oh man, I was born in Uh, uh Lived in Kenosha for a while. Moved out to California. And uh been out in California since 98, in between, been to Las Vegas, Houston for a while. I'm just a man of the earth.
1: Okay. Uh You ever been affiliated in the streets?
0: A uh, little bit, a little bit.
1: Okay. Well, what affiliation you got?
0: Oh, man. Hey, man, earth is my turf, man. <laughs> I just kind of... Intermingle with a little something of everybody, man.
1: Okay.
0: I don't like to confine myself to to one certain area.
1: Okay. You ever um you ever been locked up? Uh
0: yeah. I went to prison one time, man. I did sixteen years.
1: Okay, okay. Uh uh That's interesting. And you my little brother. And you my little brother. So you um that don't define you as a man. We talk about that all the time, right? Um, not at all Not at all Not at all Are you? What are, what are you doing currently You're a business owner?
0: Yeah I'm in uh, trucking right now I'm actually on the road Right now as we speak
1: Dope 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 Okay Um, Rodney let me ask you a question When we on the Right now right. How do you what, What's your definition Of a real nigga?
2: Um, somebody who handle their business man You know uh, You don't gotta be No killer You know uh, Dope dealer None of that to be a real nigga man You know I think Being real is um Somebody who Stay true to themselves And to the people That surround them mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying um, Being a tough guy Don't make you real mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying Because it's a lot of Tough guys dead mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying So uh, That don't make you real I think if you take care Of your family Take okay. care of your family And your responsibilities in mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. That's what's real to me Mm -hmm. You know what I'm
1: saying? Would you say that your perspective of being real has changed now at your age versus when you was, let's say, 20? Oh, yeah. What was your definition of a real
2: nigga when you was 20? Somebody who was just about it, just wild out, you know. uh, Just was like a hothead, you know. Mm -hmm. Couldn't really think, you know. They would just react to Whatever, emotional, emotional, very emotional. Okay, you you can't be emotional. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't draw for emotions. Okay, know, but once you once you get a certain age and you live a little life, Mm -hmm. see certain things, how things play out, your whole concept changes, your perspective on life. Yeah. Okay. Does yeah. So I'm a
1: little. I'm gonna give a little background. Uh, We didn't mess around together when we was young, right? But I always knew who you were, vice versa, because we had. Friends who, you know, our friends that were, we I was friends with somebody, but I wasn't necessarily friends with him and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I always knew who he was and respected him from afar, but I knew you as a certain kind of guy. Right. Right. And quick to throw them hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with whatever you went with, and with, with whatever you went on the spot. Like right then and there, I wasn't really no. Too much going back and forth about it, right? Right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you ever did some things
2: that you regret? Uh, yeah, I did some things I regret. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you can't change it. Right. I learned from it. You know? Uh, how how does it feel when you like
1: if you had an issue with somebody and you did something that you wish you could take it back and you see each other now? Does it, do you does it a, a weird feeling or? Uh, you ever had to have a conversation with somebody about? Some yeah. shit that happened in the past?
2: Yeah, I have. Was you it know.
1: a tough conversation?
2: Uh, Not really tough. You know, um, like I said, you live and you learn, man. You uh, grow through stuff. And um, sometimes when you're younger, you make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's being a, a youth. you know? Right, right. And, you know, when you mature, your mind and stuff mature, you know, you can go back and think on it like, damn, man, I was tripping. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Who didn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know it is what it is. You can't take it back, but you try to make things right. hmm you know. Will. Yes, sir. How you doing, beloved? I'm
0: all right.
1: All right, let me ask you a couple questions real quick um, and easy. I'm going to get to you if that's okay. And, uh, no, that's cool. Go ahead, okay. Go ahead. I do apologize. I just want to ask a couple questions. Um, at your age right now, what do you consider to be a real nigga?
0: I mean, for me, I don't like to think in terms of things like real nigga or, you know, terms like that that we might use because I think things like that is what's kind of plagued, you know, our community is us trying to live up to those expectations of what a real nigga is, you know. But for me, with my definition, I would say a real nigga is somebody who stands on principle, you know. He might be in an unpopular uh, setting and, you know, he. (laughs) Own morals and values. Somebody that take care of his family. You know, it's the simple things. This is not really a tough guy necessarily. You know, but it's somebody who's willing to stand up. You know, for what's right.
1: Okay. <clears throat> I, I feel like things have. Um, well, easy. Let me ask you: when it comes to things in the community, right? Um, in our community, the black community, it feels like we have a twisted view of reality many times and I shouldn't say when I say us I mean as a collective um, because there's many black people that don't we don't think like I always say we're monolithic people right we're not monolithic people because we aren't we're not right but we have a subculture of um divisiveness amongst us when many times we should be together to go for a common cause would you agree with that
0: I would
1: agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, um, it seems like I can get into a number of things like our women, um, in some cases have choices of the men that they choose that affect the offspring that they produce. Would you agree with that?
0: Uh, no.
1: Okay. Tell me why.
0: Well, I think um, it depends on what you're talking about. You're talking about access to sex. Women do choose that. They have that key. Men have access to relationships. So it's not, I don't think it's that quick and dirty. I think um, we have to dis- discern what the difference is. And we're just talking about sex. Yeah, women have, they, they control that. But if we're talking about relationships long-term, the relationships that build our community, men control that not the women so i'm going
1: to you maybe you didn't hear what i what i was saying um i feel like women in our community many women in our community so i'm not going to just generalize everyone many women in our community choose a certain type of man which has a negative impact on the offspring that they produce do you see what i'm saying okay,
0: so what, no i i heard what you said okay. what i'm saying is If the women are choosing a particular type of man that is not a good father candidate, then that's on them. I understand what you're saying, but I I don't know. um, I think what we really need to focus on is, and you've had these conversations about what the man can do to be a better individual. I don't really focus on what women do because they are what they are. I focus, and you know me, my, my platform is how can men be better in fellowship, manhood, fatherhood, citizenship. So that's what I focus on. I don't really focus on what women do because when you do what you're supposed to do, the women will do what you need them to do or what you need them to be. If you, if you, and your, if you center on your square and you protect your square, they will, you know, do what they need to do. But if you're all over the place, then you wind up with these situations that a lot of a lot of black men deal with. So okay, that's kind of where I am on that. Yeah.
1: Well, yes. Do you feel like many women in our communities choose a certain type of man that when they definitely. have offspring that it produces a negative a- impact on those children?
0: Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, in our community, the women are raising the kids more so than the men are. And you have a lot of single mothers out here, you know? So that's why you have a lot of emotional men out here because they're men who are raised by their mothers and not men who are raised by their fathers.
1: Okay. Do you, Rod, let me ask you the same question. What do you think?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, it affects the offspring, Mm -hmm. the, the type of man they choose. Um, some women like a certain type of man, you know, like a street guy, a drug done type of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some of, some of these type of people, they they're not res- responsible for us being in a kid's life. But then, not not all of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them in their kid's life, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think I think uh, the women they they it plays a part in how uh, the how kid, the kid gonna, gonna turn out, how the kid gonna turn out because it like you know if the father's died in their life, you know what I'm saying? And the mother's just trying to raise... Why you, a mother can't teach no little boy how to be a man to mm-hmm. me. You know what I'm saying? That I think the dad should be around. You know, but then there's it's times where, you know, the circumstances, like, I've been in situations, you know. Situations like what? You know, my kid's mom, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not being able to see the kid and, you know, mm-hmm. all that like, stuff. It wasn't my fault because mm-hmm. we're not together, you know what I'm saying? Right. So you try to look at me like I'm the bad guy because mm-hmm. I'm not around, but... You know but you acting a fool mhm you know what I'm saying I, I'm I'm not with all that right know? right i'm not I'm not trying to be around that mm-hmm. all that negative stuff I'd rather just stay over here mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like I got a relationship with one of my daughters now she's twenty one mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I never was really around her when she was coming up
1: mm-hmm. you because know? the mother was acting a you know, fool
2: man every time, I'm still still to this day you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like leave me alone you know you grown you know you mm-hmm. tripping mm-hmm. I ain't got time for that.
1: I had, I had I had a similar issue but we you know I tried my best to work it out as we go along but you know being my son are good um but I always feel like as a father I could have did a lot more than I did besides provide financial um guidance and it, it gets tough when you know the relationship between you and the baby baby's um, mother is not good but at least as a man that you own up to your responsibilities and try and i could have did better right right not, right I, looking I, back I, now yeah
2: looking back now could have did better i'm not perfect you don't mm-hmm. understand but i'll try to make things right
1: though you mm-hmm. right right um have you ever been put in a position uh in your life um easy where you felt like somebody was trying to try you and you wanted to be a real nigga at that time and what did you how did you handle that
0: um, I don't let other people define how I see that. Um, uh, my definition of nigger is personal to me. So I, I don't, I don't engage in that, but I, there have been moments where people have tried me and I'm going to go a little step further than that. Um, I think that word means something different to everybody. Right. Going back to the monolithic example that you, that you mentioned earlier. I agree with that a hundred percent. um, my definition of it for me and how I move because I'm a black man that uses that word in mixed company. A lot of black people don't. I do. I don't use it at work, obviously. But if I'm in a bar with my guys, well, that word coming out. And if it makes other people uncomfortable, then they need to move because I, I use that word when I'm out. That's part of my vernacular. That's what it is. So I think I've never been in a position where I felt like I had to be anything other than what that was inside of me. I never I've never thought I I just haven't felt that way. If that's what I want to say, I say it. And if that's what I want to do, I do it. So, other than so I called
1: you. I called you at the beginning, a square nigga. And I can't consider myself to be a square nigga. And I'm proud of that. Exactly.
0: That, <laughs> I, yeah, I know, no. When you said it, I wasn't offended.
2: I was not offended. Yeah. I was not offended. offended in the wrong <laughs> way. No, no. Sometimes I wish I was a square. Nothing wrong with that. am <laughs> wrong with
0: that. Well, and I really believe if I go a step further, I think as a community, we get the privilege, we rarely get privilege, we get the privilege of defining what that word means for all of us, and we, it's okay. We can be under the same tent and have different definitions of that word for ourselves and still be good. Like, uh, Will said, and I appreciate it. He don't want to have that word necessarily define who he is and what he, how he moves. That's cool. I don't have a problem with the word. That's cool. We still under the same tent. And then other people are going to have different definitions and in, in usage and meanings of the word. It's okay as long as we're under the same tent. That's how I see it. I don't knock a brother that don't want to use the word, I don't knock a brother that uses the word. I don't. It's it's that's the way I see it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, I I would say um we when I say we, me and you, we were raised a little bit different, but we were raised in the same household, even though our age we have a big difference in our age, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. um, for a while I was part of a single family household with just me and my mom. And then, um, we have different fathers and I was taught a lot about how to be a man for my stepdad, you know, thank God he came in my life when I was 10. Right. Um, so it, it gave me the duality of, even though we didn't really have a feminine mother, would you agree with that?
0: <laughs> no not
1: at all <laughs> not, not even a <laughs> right my mother wasn't like the huggy type you know hey baby type of thing before I get your ass up you know she was one of them moms my mom was from Louisiana she, you know she kind of old school and uh, she In wasn't really West.
0: going now nah, yeah she wasn't really yeah. going for that Might have to drop of a
1: hat all right. mm-hmm. yeah my mom wasn't really going for that but um, looking back on it now you know, when I was coming up, it was a lot tougher for me because my mom was really on me about moving a certain kind of way where y'all had a lot more freedom, I thought, you and my sister, than I had. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. But you grew up in a two-parent household. So how did you get yourself in trouble? Because they say kids that grew up in a two-parent household are less likely to ever get in trouble. Is that do you find it to be true, false, or were you trying to prove something that you was real uh, that got you fucked up?
0: Yeah, I think that more so with me. I mean, my parents did divorce when I was young. Like, maybe I was maybe 11, 12 years old. They divorced. But I think me, I've always been kind of rebellious more so than you and my sister. You know, but I think I, I mainly got in trouble uh, more so because, you know, I just didn't – I've never liked to follow rules, you know. I was always in trouble ever since I was young, you know, not necessarily going to jail, but it was just small stuff, man.
1: The small stuff that led to something bigger?
0: That led to something bigger, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 I don't think it's necessarily that the way I was raised, which landed me in prison – Mm-hmm. It was more so through my own actions, because one thing I did have that a lot of people that I encountered later on in life was like core values. I, I I learned that in prison, like, damn, a lot of these dudes, they really don't have no home training. You know, they they really never had no father to teach them, you know, those basic core principles that a man needs. But I actually got that, you know, and I think that's what carried me through later on in life. To actually be successful, you know, was the way that I was raised.
1: Right, right, right. You think you think as an older brother that I failed you? Not at all. Mm-hmm. You think no, I? Sh-
0: you didn't fail me. Mm-hmm. No, because you really and truly, if you want me to be honest, I was more so spoiled by you. You know what I'm saying? Whatever I wanted, you always gave me. You was always there for me. If I messed up. You put a foot in my ass, you know, so I don't ever think that you failed me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always had it. I've always came from a good family structure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, but I was always who I was.
1: So you think that you got was caught up was. in trying to be a real nigga at the time? What you thought was a real nigga? Um,
0: I ain't going to say necessarily caught up because I was really doing what I wanted to do. So it wasn't like I was trying to live up to a persona that I was really with. Everything that I was with. So I don't think it was necessarily trying to
1: uh, be a real nigga. It was just who I was at the time. Oh, okay. Should I respect that? Mm-hmm.
0: that
1: that's some real shit right there. That's some real spit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Rod? You you grew up in a two-family household too, right? Yeah, I did. So how in the
2: hell you get in trouble? Man, uh, I uh just always wanted to do my own thing. You know what I'm saying? Be my own boss I was a knucklehead Didn't have to be My mm-hmm. parents gave me Basically what I wanted You know what I'm saying I, They raised me Real good mm-hmm. I was just infatuated With like Street life and, mm-hmm. You know uh, The game And you know Stuff like that it Was fun Let me ask you a question
1: I want you to be real
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: What year did you graduate High school
2: 87 1987
1: so, me and you graduated at the same time, mm-hmm. and you said you were stone. Mm-hmm. Did you ever, at any time, was you ever, folks?
2: Yep. Okay.
1: At least you she being honest. Yep. Okay. I was.
2: So, what made you flip? What I was seeing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, who I was around, and what I thought, you know, my values and Principles were, you know, what I'm didn't line up together. What, what you originally? You know, when I, when I, when I was like calling myself a GD, mm-hmm. it was I was with like my guys. I, my, like, you know, that you grew up with. I grew up with when I was right. younger, like you know, grade school stuff like that. When I got older, I'm like, man, you know, they ain't what I, they ain't on what I'm on. Right, right, saying? right. I wanted some money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you wasn't with all the others to get to the money, bro, right? You know. And, they was like on some, you know, game banging shit. This you know? mm-hmm. is cool. If that's what you want to do. But that, I wanted money, man.
1: I tell people the stories that like everybody that I knew in the 80s, I didn't know no Vice Lords. I didn't know no Stones. I didn't know because we in our area, we didn't. See,
2: and our area was just mostly GD. Yeah, we didn't understand? grow up around that.
1: Um, and I know a lot of people that, you know, I asked them, oh, I was never, I said, oh, okay. You do remember? I've been knowing you since we been yeah. <laughs> yeah. eleven. But if keep you want it, to stick it, with that story, keep it, keep it, real, keep it real, right?
2: Oh, my buddies. When I was younger, I was hanging around with they was, everybody. They that called you, themselves GD. He was born into so it. So I was, yeah. So I was hanging with them. You're so right, them, okay. GD. You know, but when I got older, you know what I'm saying?
1: Did you ever have any ramifications for making a from flipping?
2: Nah, they ain't give you no hard time. Nobody give me no hard time. Stop it, right? No <laughs> you had no problem. No problem for real. For real. I Damn bro. No
1: Damn. You just came out one day and was like boom. Or you just didn't say nothing.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, just knew, I mean, you know, I mean, I just didn't have no problem. For real? It it. Yeah, I ain't had no
1: problem
2: with it. Okay. Okay. I, you know, by this time I was you know shit. Eighteen.
1: Oh, making your own decisions.
2: You know, yeah, you know.
1: What what about you, Easy? Was you ever affiliated? No. Was you raised right in a two-parent household?
0: Yeah.
1: What made you not be affiliated?
0: Uh, my dad made it clear. Uh, if I did any of that, he was going to whoop my ass. I didn't, I didn't do it.
1: You respected your parents?
0: Uh, oh, no doubt. Like My dad, he instilled a fear in me that lasted until the day he died. So the fear and love was in the same cocktail, if that makes sense. But he was like, "You don't need that." My dad had a now one thing I love about my dad was he had real conversations with me about life, right up until the day he died. He did when I was in that space in high school and junior high, he was like, "You don't need that. A lot of you know there's reasons why people gravitate towards that you don't need that. Everything you need is right here in this house. and if it's not being provided to you, you let me know, and I'll go get it for you." But now with that comes consequences. If you, if I give you everything you need, and you're still out there doing that crazy shit, it's a problem. Cause now you you you're taking a chance on bringing that shit to my house, and I can't have that. My dad was straight up with me from like middle school. He's like, no, we ain't gonna do that. No, we ain't gonna do that. Real talk. He was like, we ain't doing that. You, there's no need for you to do that. I'm here. You got your, your I'm here. We're taking vacations. We're doing all this shit, right? So there's no need for that gap to be filled because the gap does not exist. So if you choose that life, it's some other shit. So now I need to figure out what the fuck going on so I can help my boy. But it, my dad was real with me. He's like, oh, no, no, we ain't doing that. No, 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 sir. So, and I, I never was affiliated, not at all. Right but Now, right. if some of my friends, now I will say this, my friends in my neighborhood was having a fight. I'm helping, but I'm not affiliated. If that makes sense. Facts only. If we go, if if they get into a fight, I'm helping, but I'm not affiliated. So I got to fight for mm-hmm. my block, my neighborhood, but I was not affiliated. To me, once you get, come to the mic,
2: no, I'm saying to me, once you get in it, you affiliated. Because mm-hmm. if you uh, Correct. if you if you in it, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> when they see you. If you was with it, mm-hmm. they they gonna come at you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh, period, huh? Period. Well, I could I could tell period. a
1: story. Can I can I tell y'all a funny story? Absolutely. So, um, I was in a I was in a so called gang in the seventh grade for about thirteen hours. What you was a Kingsman? No, just... okay. <laughs> uh,
0: can we hear the name of the junior high? Can we hear the name w- of the junior w- high?
1: Webster Junior High. This is a this is a real story. Webster Junior High, and okay. uh. At school, you know, we, we had a, a little meeting with with some guys. Um, some of them with us still, and some of them not. And it was a mixture of black kids and Latino kids, right? And uh, we supposedly had an issue with some kids. They went to another junior high school, Jefferson. So yeah, I,
0: was uh, me. I was at Jefferson. <laughs> so uh,
1: this is you know towards the end of the school year. So you know, I uh, drew a little six point star on my on my notebook right? We did. I don't know. We had some did a little stuff before you and you and it was probably about 25 of us. Our kids that hung together and uh, we went up you know, to know the Jefferson called ourselves, uh, gonna fight. We, we actually did. And we caught the kids at Jefferson off guard that day. Told their ass up. So I came home from school and I, my mom was at home and she saw a notebook. She saw my notebook and she was like, what's that on your notebook? I said, what are you talking about? She snatched the notebook out my hand. She said, what the fuck is this? She said, let me tell you something, little nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no gangsters in this house but me. Slapped me in the head with the notebook. She said, do you hear what the fuck I'm saying? Matter of fact, she took me to the school the next day and walked me in the school and embarrassed the shit out of me in front of everybody. And that was my, um, I was the shortest, the shortest tenured gangster <laughs> to ever walk the face of the planet.
0: Don. Yeah. Don. <laughs> Don. Yeah. Hear me out. Hear me out, Don. Hear me out. I was at that fight. You was? <laughs> yes. We didn't fight in the parking lot of the Jefferson Junior High School. We saw that Belvedere. Remember that yes. yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: I was, I was there. That was, I was, the, I was no, that was the was day. That was the second
1: day. That was the second day because. So I can tell yes, you, the second there. day I didn't go. I, I heard there. about the second day because my yes. mom picked me up after school. The second day was a different ball game because y'all was prepared. <laughs> <We're> cold,
0: cold.
1: <laughs> so it was like we was fight, <laughs> they was fighting against the whole school. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, 30 yeah. guys winning. It was 30 day. versus
2: 300.
1: <laughs> yeah, They had I girls and guys day. out there. Yeah. the carnival? Yeah. At, at, uh, them barn? all? Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. I tell people those stories.
2: Those good days, you can fight then.
1: You can fight then. But there's some of that got lumped up.
2: You lumped <laughs> up. Man, big radios busted over their head, all type of stuff. Yeah.
1: But, um...
2: Yeah, that was my that was my ten years a gang
1: a gangster, so it it didn't last long. <laughs> I was in and out quick. <laughs> I love moms, man. I love my mom. What what do we have going on? See, this is my issue. Um when I talked about some of the things that we have going on in our community, when I can I, I know guys that could tell me a thorough history of gang history, right? They gang and how it started, but when I asked some current event shit, like, shit that's important. It's affecting our community right now. They look at you like they don't know what the hell you're even talking about. See,
2: that's what it's about to me. Mm-hmm. What's going on now with your community and being positive and, you know, trying to help the youth. And that's real shit. Me and my brother had these
1: conversations all the time about the migrants. Remember that, Kenny?
0: You said about the you say the migrants? Yes. Yeah.
1: And what's going on in the neighborhoods and how this is something that as a black community, we should really be rallying them behind. Can you talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, well, I think that really with everything that's happening now, I can see the black community in a lot of areas galvanizing and coming together, you know, and, you know, I I think it's really encouraging, you know, because I don't think that we've always been united on a lot of fronts, but this is one of the things that's starting to bring us together, you know. but. You know, I was looking at um, you know everything that's going
1: on. You there? Oh, we lost him. We lost him.
0: Yeah,
1: we lost him. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, you know what? Hold on, this is him. Hold on, hold on. We lost you,
0: okay. I'm sorry about that. I'm on the road, so
1: okay, so my, you
0: my signal had went out,
1: so we, we, you what know what saying we we was discussing you know about the migrants and how they're being like in mm-hmm. Chicago being thrown into the black communities right. um, um and not that you know i'm you know my son is half Latino, so I don't have a no problem with Latinos mm-hmm. um per se, um unless you have a problem with me, we don't got no problem mm-hmm. that pretty much go for anybody, so I'm gonna say that right now. However, yeah. um, how, how do you think it affects our community and what were you going to say?
0: Well, I think that in a long, I mean, for so long, we've always been the community that's we've been allowed. I mean, we've allowed everybody to displace our community. You know, whenever something happens or somebody wants to come up, they always come to the black neighborhood to dump their trash on us. You know, and that's something that we need to really put a halt to. You know, because we, we've we always been the ones where we show camaraderie with everybody, but nobody shows a camaraderie with us.
2: Seem like we the most hated race.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: you know, that's why I hate to see how we do each other a lot of times, man, you know, how we don't stick together a lot of times. and It's just kind of sad to me. Mm-hmm. Stuff we've been through, our ancestors and all through history and whatnot. Like, man, we've been through a lot as people. Mm-hmm. and for like some of these young guys nowadays to act how they act and do the things they do toward each other that don't mean nothing you know what I'm saying social media stuff the social media stuff killing each other for nothing man mm-hmm. you know absolutely nothing mm-hmm. don't make no sense mm-hmm. you um
1: <clears throat> so my thing is um you know I wonder why for instance Brandon Johnson when you know these people come from Venezuela or whatever and they come here and they put them right in the middle of, you know, our communities um, and try to displace us. And what I also don't agree with is um, using our taxpayer dollars, our money that we pay taxes for to feed, feed and house houses. them yeah. Yeah. in our communities. Why don't they take them to, you know, downtown to Lake Forest to... Why don't they stay and at those areas?
0: Vote. We don't vote. Starts with the vote. I, I, and and I to be honest, to be honest, um, we don't vote, and when we do vote, we vote the same way. We vote Democrat. Right. So, what we need to do is be more comprehensive with our vote. Because that's what's killing us. I'm telling you, and I've had this conversation with my friends, and, um, and It's a disaster because every political group is assuming things about the black community based on our history, the Democrats, independents, the Republicans, whatever. And we always side with one particular team so they take advantage of us and they don't do what we need them to do. We could have a whole nother podcast on my opinion of Biden. Like and Don, I'll share some of that with you. I mean, I'm just not a fan. So I, I don't respect a lot of things the Democrats do and don't, more importantly, don't do for the black community. Yet we still vote for them at over 80% rate. Yeah, that's what we raised on. That's what we, you know. It's crazy. So mm-hmm. to answer that question, part of the reason is we've told them with our behavior politically We'll tolerate however you treat us. That's what we told the political machine, especially in Chicago. That is a city that runs by the political machine. And when we let them know this, we'll tolerate however you treat us. Therefore, you can do whatever you want. We're still going to vote the way you want us to vote. That's why we get what we get. That's why. Well. And it's sad. Yeah.
1: Can you add on to that?
0: Yeah, well, I think that we don't use. I mean, you have to look at your vote as currency, and we don't use our votes as currency. We most black people that I know, we vote based on emotion, you know, instead of Correct. looking what's going to benefit you. You Great know, I I seen they just had an election down in uh, Louisiana for the governor, the governor's race, and they didn't have a high black turnout because blacks actually vote at a at a pretty <coughs> pretty good clip and not only that there's more i think black there's more black politicians than every other minority group combined you know by a good margin you know but these other groups are always prioritized uh before us you know because a lot of the black politicians that we do have do not work in the interest of black people you know they'll they'll work in the interest of marginalized groups or the unfortunate where the other politicians they're gonna vote I mean, they're going to work for their people, you know, so I don't think that we have the actual political savvy that we need to come up as a community.
1: Okay. So you, you feel like we take on everybody else's problems and don't and look at our stuff last. Is that what you're saying?
0: Definitely. Because we have the, uh, we're under this facade that we have a camaraderie ship with, um, I don't even know if that's a word, but a camaraderie with all these other different groups, and we don't, you know? They get what they can get out of us, and a lot of the things that... A lot of the benefits that they have have been built off the struggles of our people.
1: Okay. I can rock with that. Ry, you want to add to that?
0: I'm just listening.
1: Okay. Okay. How do you feel about that, Easy?
0: I agree with Will 100%. I think a lot of people... Uh, when I say people, I mean ethnic groups, or these recent political social groups that have been created, are trying to use our struggle as a currency and a fuel for theirs. And here is my rule: as me, as a uh, African American man in this country, if your struggle is similar, I get that. You can be in the same book as my struggle but you can't be on the same page. You cannot be on the same page. I don't want to hear nobody else discuss the struggles of black people if you or your ancestors have not experienced that. I don't want to hear that. I don't. I don't want to hear people who don't look like us talk about the struggle that me, us, our ancestors went through. And I I ain't talking about a thousand years ago. I'm talking about 50 or a hundred years ago. If you didn't experience that, I don't want to hear you talk about it. Okay. Unless you're paying homage to it and you're not worthy, then you can have that conversation. But don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't. You can't stand on the same page I'm on because your people don't have the same struggle. And that's kind of getting to Will's point. A lot of people come in there and they kind of, uh, kind of kidnap what we've gone through and use it for their benefit. And then it, we don't hear from them ever again. And I I think that's horrible. I think it it destroys us. But part of it is we allow it. Part of it is we we definitely allow it. We do.
1: How do you feel about the group Black Lives Matter? I was just giving you. Said oh,
0: you were easy. Are you asking me?
1: Easy. Uh, no, stop
0: for a minute. Stop for a minute. Stop, is... for a minute.
1: stop for a minute. Easy. Okay. Hold on. Okay. okay. Will, what is your opinion of Black Lives Matter?
0: I don't rock with Black Lives Matter at all, any type of way, shape, form, or fashion. I rock with the term Black Lives Matter, but the actual group I don't. Why? Uh because Black Lives Matter is an agenda based organization, you know, and their their base tenets are come from I mean, you know, I don't mean to offend nobody. It's it's a it's a homosexuality gender.
1: Okay. Why do you say that?
0: Uh, well Black Lives Matter was it was formed After the um, I want to say the Mike Brown, when Mike Brown got killed down in St. Louis. Correct. So they used, you know, that struggle right there with Mike Brown to form their group, you know, and they had a lot of people that donated money to their group, you know, because a lot of people in the beginning didn't even know that black lives matter was an actual organization. I personally didn't know in the beginning that black lives matter was an organization, you know, but, you know their core goal, you know, and if you look on their page a while ago, they've actually taken it down. Was to uh, displace the nuclear family and put yeah. uh, things like cisgender uh, people to the back and place uh, uh, bisexual and trans people in leadership positions. And it, I mean, I don't see how that benefits us you know as a community and I don't see why you would use the struggle of black men dying to uh, push that type of agenda so I don't rock with it at all
1: I respect that Rod come to the mic and holler at me
2: (coughs) I don't rock with it either you know Um, I mean what is it doing for us as a people really for real Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying nothing to me, mm-hmm. you know, uh, then you go downtown to these different big cities and start riding and whatnot, and they look at us like we, like it's us. Mm-hmm. You don't see many black people down there riding with that, the Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. You know, they tore uh, Seattle. Yeah. Tore Seattle up down there. You ain't mm-hmm. see too many black Portland. people. Portland. Yeah, you ain't seen too, too many black people out there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So to me, it's like they took our struggle, and what we was going through, to like gain from it for th- for them you personal know? gain personal gain. To me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because what do we benefit from? Mm-hmm. Not helping us, now. To me, right? Easy.
1: Yeah.
0: What?
1: I'm sorry. Can you uh, elaborate? No, go
0: ahead. Go ahead. No, can you elaborate though? Um, yo, absolutely. I will cosign. <laughs> first of all. I co-sign 100% what Will said about Black Lives Matter. Um, my position on them has changed drastically. I'm not a fan of theirs at all. I, I believe in the concept, but I don't believe in the logistics and the bylaws and the stuff that... Because I read that stuff that Will spoke to before they pulled it down. And I don't think that's the way to go. So I'm not a fan of them at all. I'm not. Um, we need to get back to... and and. Don, me, you have talked about this. The black community will never go forward until we heal the black man. We've this country has spent trillions of dollars trying to heal the black woman. It didn't work. It didn't work. Until we heal the black man. Because as the black man goes, so does a community. If you look at the civil rights struggle in the 60s, it was led by the black man and we got a lot more done in about 14 years, and we've done since. Why? Because now we have a lot of black women leading our cause. No disrespect to them. They're great. They're awesome. I love them. But the uh, movement needs to be led by black men. And until we heal us, we cannot, a lot of us cannot lead. And I get it. So I'm not a fan of the black lives. I, again, I agree in principle and the name, but not the way y'all move. I'm not, I'm not here to support a family structure that does not look like my structure the way I was raised I'm not here to support that at all
1: one of the things that makes my skin crawl is when people tell me that they're a democrat or a republican and I just that shit is wild to me um yeah, like
0: track tape.
1: right that's wild to me it's when, when people who yeah. are of color well, especially black folks oh I'm a democrat wow I'm a republican <laughs> wow You know what I am? I'm voting on who has the best interest for me.
0: Correct.
1: I'm voting for who has the best interest for me. So, um, that's that's some real nigga shit to me. Um, I think we need to to elevate ourselves, make sure as men we talking to one another and other men about current events and that we paying attention to some of the shit that's going on right now in the country because, um, it's it's, it's you know, now it's more blatant when I wa- watch TV and I could just tell, damn, Joe Biden, you lying your ass off.
2: All right. <laughs> to, to me, all of them lie.
1: It's, it's the, the <laughs> level of um trust that we have with our government now has um decreased 50-fold. Um, you know, I talk about all of these things when I travel the earth. And how we, as Black people, are viewed across different countries, and the the number that um, the media, the media, um, and portrayed us in images, um, and what I see going on with the music now, and um, these people that they're co- courting out in front of uh, everybody—they make us look like idiots, like fools, buffoons, buffoons. Yep. Wow. Um. My mom told me a while ago, she said I'd rather see you dead in the street and you know, picking your suit off for a casket for you to bite down to any man ever. Would you agree with that, Kenny?
0: Definitely. Yeah. I definitely do. I mean, us as black people, we have to understand that we're we're in a constant state of attack, you know? And we're we get attacked on so many fronts and a lot of them aren't aren't frontal attacks, they're uh with the music, the food, uh they pit man against woman, you know. And you know, we just have to be aware of what we're facing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been a good show, fellas. I appreciate y'all time. Right I appreciate you for coming. Oh no problem. Ain't I appreciate time. that. Um and your input and, and, and well I appreciate your time too bro. Um as normal I would like for you to take us out easy.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Um, Currently, uh, the black community is being attacked for what we do and what we don't do, words we use, words we don't use. But in this moment, we've all experienced different aspects of what a real nigga is. So let's reflect on it, internalize it, and share what we've learned.
1: God bless. I love you niggas. You better (laughs) stay strong, man.
0: Peace
1: out. Peace.